I want to welcome all of you who have tuned in to the daily podcast. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6 and it is addressed to the brethren at Colossae which says, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. As you well know, I I make it a practice to read the previous verses that I may interpret the verse before me in its context. So let's read from the book of Colossians chapter 4 verses 2 to 6. And this is what the Apostle Paul said to the brethren at Colossae. He said, Be faithful to pray as intercessors who are fully alert and giving thanks to God. And please pray for me that God will open a door of opportunity for us to preach the revelation of the mystery of Christ for whose sake I am imprisoned. Pray that I would unfold and reveal fully this mystery for that is my delightful assignment. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers and make it your duty to make him known. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace untempered with truth and clarity, for then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. And this is the Passion Translation Version. It is quite clear that the Apostle Paul is speaking about prayer and evangelism. This is what we are called to do as Christians, but we must equip ourselves for the task ahead. In 2 Timothy 2.15, the Apostle Paul, uh, he's speaking to uh, uh, Timothy and he urged him to study the scriptures. He said, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. This is important. We, we must not take God's word to make it work for what we want it to do. You know, the word of God is settled in heaven and, and, and whatever the word of God says, that's what it says. You can't twist it so that it works for you. But as important as it is to evangelize, if it's not done in the power of the Holy Spirit, your efforts may be fruitless. Have you ever wondered why sometimes you, you feel timid to share the gospel with a stranger? It may well be that you were not equipped to do so. And that's why it is absolutely important to study and memorize scripture. The Apostle Paul learned firsthand he learned firsthand from Jesus when he met him on the way to Damascus. The other apostles, they learned because they were with him. They walked with him. They talked with him. They saw the miracles. And they experienced the trials and tribulations that he went through. But in spite of all the things they heard and witnessed while they were with him, they were at a loss and feared for their lives when he was crucified and died on that cross. When you, as a Christian, harbor the spirit of fear into your life, 
spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that would be the farthest thing from your mind. You become tormented. When you find yourself in that type of situation, remember that God had not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you must also keep in mind that God loves you with an everlasting love. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 18 and 19, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. We didn't like God because we were aliens from him. But God, in his love for us, in his love for us, he came and he rescued us out of darkness and translated us into his marvelous light. That's the love that God has for us. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He sends the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. It is through the power, the presence, and the efficacy of the Holy Spirit that you are able to evangelize with great effectiveness. Listen to this. It's found in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. There were 112 disciples and they all received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That day, the Apostle Paul stood up and he preached the word of God to the multitudes. And when he was done, their hearts were pricked and 3,000 men surrendered their lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit as a helper because he wants us to succeed when we evangelize. He also gave us a model prayer for us to communicate with God the Father because prayer is very important when you're evangelizing. You've got to pray. But how about evangelism? Did he give us a model for that? Well, he sure did. He showed us how to do that too. If we are to be effective when evangelizing, we must see the world as Jesus sees it. We must look through the eyes of love and compassion. If we look at Matthew 9, 36 and 37, it says, but when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. We must also understand that not everyone is ready to receive the word of God. Circumstances sometimes get in the way. In Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 15, Jesus spoke of four types of soil which represent the heart of the people. There's the hard soil, rocky soil, thorny soil, and then there is good soil. We all know that no self-respecting farmer would uh, plant a sow seed in hard, rocky, thorny soil. He would first prepare the land to receive the seed so that he would get a good harvest when it's time. Thus we have plowing, we have sowing, we have watering and finally we have the reaping. Let's look at plowing. Some people are not ready, like I said before, they're not ready to receive the word. You know, in that situation we must pray and love them anyways. Not because a, a person seems stubborn to hear the word. 
You don't have to cast them out and reject them. They will come. God will work on them. But you got to pray for them. Pray that they would realize that whatever they're going through, they can find the answer in God's word. That's going to be your prayer for them. And you got to show them love. Just like Jesus drew you to himself with loving and everlasting kindness. It's the same thing you ought to do for those outside the body of Christ. And then there is sowing. When we sow the seed, there seems to be a dying process. It looks like the person did not respond to the message. But don't be discouraged. Everything takes time. Sometimes that person has, has to go home and they will, they will ponder that word. That word is powerful. It's alive. It's quick. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That word is working just like that seed. It has to die first before it can come forth. Galatians 6.9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In John 12.24, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So we have to let the word of God sit there and die in that person's heart. And then, eventually, you will see the results. God's word never returns unto him void. Remember that. Then there's the watering. This phase comes between sowing and reaping. See, there is no need to sow more seed. You just have to wait. You just have to also reinforce the witness that was given. What you told that person, the, the word that you saw in that person, you just have to go and reinforce that word to them. Most of the time it's done by someone else. Then there's the reaping. This is a time of great rejoicing when, when a person makes a concrete commitment to Christ. Bear in mind, when we do lead someone to Christ, we must remember that we are reaping what someone else has sown, and vice versa. Someone else would reap what we have sown. This is the law of God's harvest, and it is the basis of how the body of Christ works, and it reaches out to the unbelieving world. I want you to listen to this, and it's, it's vitally important to know what stage of the harvest a person is at. You see, this is an important part, seeing the harvest as God sees it himself. You gotta know, if a person is not ready, you, you can't be watering. If, he, if no seed is sown, if he just got the seed sown, you, you can't water, you can't reap. So there's a process and, and it must be done in that specific order. Jesus did a marvelous job in evangelizing with a, a woman uh, at uh, Samaria. If we look at John chapter 4, you know, read the story of Jesus speaking to the woman of Samaria. It was just amazing how Jesus systematically led her to himself. And he was not even lifted up. As he said, as he said in John 12, 32, he said, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. But as you can tell, the drawing process had already begun. There's a lot more that I'd like to say, and especially 
about this story in John chapter 4 because I mean if Jesus is going to teach us how to evangelize hey that's going to be the way so I'd like to talk about that the next time so till then you know this is uh, Anthony and, and Cindy saying what you sow is what you reap till the next time so long now